Welcome everyone. I'm so happy you joined us here and this is Conversations with a Goddess. I know that every woman has lived a powerful story and our stories are quite often overlooked and excluded by our culture. Therefore, my intention is that these conversations with wonderful women, with goddesses, will serve as a greater awakening to the awareness of our own unique power as women individually and as a collective. Today, I'm so, so grateful to be having a conversation with an amazing goddess, Cynthia Alfaro, who is the chief operations officer of an incredible organization here in Chicago, My Block, My Hood, My City. She's a visionary leader with a dream to help people achieve their highest potential and a dream to make Chicago an even more amazing city. She's also a single mom of two daughters and shares her empowerment blog called Moms Winning. Cynthia, I just, I feel like I won the lotto with you saying yes to me, especially since I know your time is so precious and you are doing such big work. So thank you for taking an hour today or maybe less um, just to be, to be with me and just to share your work and your journey. So, um, Thanks for having me. Oh, it's just such a pleasure. So um, I'm really also excited for everyone to learn more about my block, my hood, my city. And um, so I'd love for you just to share about the powerful mission and vision of my block, my hood, my city. So everybody, I thought I could share it, but oh my gosh, it's so much more powerful to hear it from you. Yeah, and we are growing as we're going. So when you go to our website, you know, like, we um we have city-sized dreams as i say with the like a team of six so it's a lot that we actually produce but when i look back at the story this is usually how i explain it to people but my block my head my city was born out of jamal volunteering at a juvenile detention center here in chicago and realizing that we knew that there was um a different experience life experience growing up if you are black and brown in Chicago, but it was just so evident that what you can see, you can be for young people. Okay. So he was finding that the young people, one, weren't paying attention to him in everything he wanted to say. So he invited them in to kind of say, well, tell me what, where you, a little bit about you, where you're from. And so they would always rep their hood and rep their block. And so he was just like, yeah, well, what about your city? Or what about be on your block? Isn't this aren't we all here together? And they, you know, kind of just said, no, you know, this is not my city. This is, you know, there's not a real um, welcoming feeling in certain neighborhoods um, for certain young people. So Jamal immediately, you know, came up with the solution and that was the Explorers program. The Explorers program was born out of that. And if the Explorers program is essentially a exposure-based experience. And the solution is so simple. I think many people initially, and even funders, um, because re let's remember, my black woman in my city is at a different place now than what it used to be. So back in the day, nobody would even send him money. Uh, it was really the people that helped build my black woman in my city because the solution I think was too simple. Like, oh, you wanna take young people out on field trips? Pass, you know, like, it was it was it was too simple and and there's no for us there's not a scientific algorithm that's not what you're going to find it's not going to be so deep and complex 
that everyday people can't get it because that's not going to work for us. So the Explorers program, we pick up young people after school. And if we have a cohort at a school, we commit to one exploration a month. So we're at nine schools where we were awesome. last year. So we did nine explorations a month, which doesn't sound like maybe huge to some people. They're expecting like, I need, you know, 300 schools. I need 7,000 students you're touching. For us, one that's, that's just not going to create as much impact. It's not just about the numbers, but it's about how deep you go and kind of the experiences you're creating. So in each cohort, there is about anywhere from 12 to 15 young people. So we'll pick them up, say it's Collins Academy, their exploration is on Wednesday, we'll go there after school, pick them up, and maybe we'll take them to Google, right? And they're our host organization. So Jamal literally would just send LinkedIn messages to corporations or companies and tell them, you know, he was this original salesman and he still is uh, the, the first salesman for my black, my head, my city. So, and he would get enough people to say, yeah, I'll host, I'll host your group. And essentially it's on-site mentoring. A lot of people think organizations are just like doing us a favor, but we're also adding value here, right? Because we're also, there's the employee engagement piece, there's mentoring piece, there's a so pipeline piece, right? There's so many, there's an exchange happening here, right? And so the experience is supposed to not just be three hours of talking heads, but also a hands-on experience. So if we go to McCormick Foundation, you know, I made the suggestion one time last year, I said, well, give them a case study, like give them $50,000 and then have them look at grants what or grant proposals. What, how, where would they spend the money? How would they decipher? What's their basic of decision-making, right? For young people, you have to be able to apply it to their real life, right? Um, and sometimes adultism is real. And so we all kind of just sometimes just miss it. Like, oh, wait, yeah, young people, they're not interested in listening to me for three hours. Um, so that's the Explorers program and we drive them home, right? Door to door service is really important to us because one for safety. So we don't want to drop our kids off back in their neighborhoods at nine o'clock at night. And sometimes our explorations go long, right? We usually eat together afterwards, if not on, you know, with the host organization, because we feel like breaking bread together usually loosens people up and allows more organic conversations to be had. And so then we'll drive them home and that's where camaraderie will happen, right? Reflection will happen. And so this year, we're this last school year, we were way more resourced than we were in the previous school year. Um, so that's good because I hired we hired somebody to do the work. Um, the Explorers program ended up now being kind of like one side of the house is youth development, right? The other side is community development. So as the Explorers program grew, it also different flowers, if you will. So over the summertime, we do youth-led tours, which just happened, just kicked off this last week, and we're so excited. Uh, so basically, simply put, it's two and a half hours walking in North Lawndale, right? Um, and it's led by a dozen young people. So they are the walking tour guides, but it's not just a walking just tour guide, just one person speaking to you, but we kind of set it up so people walk away knowing each other. You know each other by name, you've laughed, Maybe you've done a little TikTok dance that we've recorded with you. Um, we're doing this one, give our youth something to do over the summer. Two, 
put money in their pocket. You can't talk about equality or equity without economics. A conversation yes, about economics. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Um, we're also changing, you know, working on leadership skills, presentation skills. We know those last a lifetime. And lastly, we're changing the narrative. And the only way we're going to do that is one by just offering an opportunity to share stories so that mindsets can shift, right? Paradigms can shift. And so that's why we make sure that adult to youth ratio is two to one. So that as we're walking from one stop to another, conversations are being had um, and you can't miss it. So we've had beautiful emails written to us after our tours, right? To say, man, you know, it's really changed my approach, my perspective. Now, when I listen to the news, um, I'm not just seeing it for how they're showing it to me. I'm also thinking about Ashanti and what she said or Marquel and what he shared with me. Um, and that's the way we change the narrative, right? Otherwise, people are only going to listen to what the media and news will tell them. And we know there's a lot more. It's an asset-based approach to the west side of Chicago, showing off the gems. And it's even improved. I mean, we've had some reflections from our young people, too, to say, I've never even talked about my neighborhood like this, right? So, so there's good work happening there. This summer, specifically, something new that we're doing is this Youth Senior Connect, where we are, ever since COVID hit, we took care of our seniors, sent them groceries, did wellness calls, right? And so this summer, we're employing about 100 young people to do these calls for us. It's a little rocky because it's never been done before. It's all virtual, it's young people, but we are partnering with Rush and we actually built a curriculum. Awesome. Yeah, we built a curriculum so that they go through training and walk away from this summer with actual like credentials, skills to build into a healthcare profession should they choose. And so one of my favorite principals, Ms. Sharp at Collins Academy, who has done a phenomenal, she's probably somebody who you should invite to your podcast. She's a goddess for real. Um, she says, you know, my young people, they need, some of them just need shorter goals. Like talk to me today about what can be done next week. That four year college dream is, is far reaching for some who are dealing with real life scenarios in their face. And so this is a great way to like have a, a shorter goal, right? Um, so we're really excited about that. On the other side of the house is community development. That was born out of the one block at a time program. Jamal firmly believes Democracy starts at the block level, right? Don't wait for your mayor to change, your alderman to change. What's something simple you can do, right? And so one block at a time, every year, we essentially bring on 30 new block clubs and provide them training and resources wow. for the entire year. So that not only includes financial, financial resources, I'm so sorry about that, financial resources that will, um, that will help to them in organizing their their gatherings, but also the citywide volunteer events, right? Which we're really known for. So we're gathering the whole city on corners of the South and West sides that maybe you've never been to before and you're a lifelong Chicagoan, right? And so that's been a very successful program. Last year, we were able to partner with Facebook and do some technology training because what you'll find is in our block clubs, is that there is a good amount of elderly who aren't necessarily like double tapping on Instagram, right? So, but we know how big of a resource it is in this day and age to be connected to your neighbors on technology. So we did that last year and we want to continue to just provide support um, to these already existing assets of the community. So that's why 
Jamal didn't want to necessarily build something that wasn't there. People are already organizing and already involved in wanting to do, taking care of their neighborhood. We just want to accentuate that, right? And provide more resources to that. Out of that work, you have our 5K that was first ever last year, um, which was cool. This year it's virtual, of course. We also did be a part of the light program, which I don't know if you know oh, that one. But I, I, I read about that. I mean, right? Okay, so talk more so about that. That's so good. Beautiful like, too. Really, uh, Jamal just calls me and has an idea, and I'm all. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll do it. Um, you know, I'm so I'm so that person where I'm just like, absolutely, let's get this. Um, and thank heaven for that. You know, I'm talking into <laughs> Mike. Thank heaven for that. Yeah, I mean, because he's a he's a great innovator, a great creator. Um, and I think it's really important to have support really, um, intentional and accurate, appropriate support around him, right. To, to allow the talent to just, uh, kind of go forth. And so with be part of the light, there's disparity. You can see mag mile lit up gloriously. It's like you've got, walked into a winter wonderland. We'll look at the south side of Chicago, MLK Drive. King Drive, one of the most historic streets in every city and usually the poorest. So why is there such disparity and why is it okay? Just like Jamal says, it's not regular. That's not regular, right? It shouldn't mm -hmm. be our normal. It should. It, we shouldn't be okay with it. And so we, again, we are not professional holiday lighters. We are not professional <laughs> decorators, none of this, right? And so, but we have we usually have an idea and then we just rely on our volunteers to help us get it done and so we started an amazon wish list and donations started coming uh and essentially it's a series a december series of volunteer events right so we have at least three or four and people come get in groups of five or six grab a box of decorations we give them an address of someone who we've negotiated with right we don't just pop up on people, but people who have allowed us to decorate their house and then they get to it for the next hour or two. I mean, and it's just that simple. Again, what's something simple you can do to have a positive impact on your community. One of Jamal's right key catchphrases. And so that is what we do last year. We were able to even rent a 30 foot Christmas tree. I'm sure it's going to be a 50 foot one this year. Um, we were able to have like hot chili and a gift giveaway, the governor, the mayor, um, officials came and, and, and supported. So it was, it was a huge success. This December will be the third year. Um, and fingers crossed that we'll have some restrictions, but we'll still be able to get it done. But so that's how I kind of, that's how I orientate people to us. There are kind of like two sides of the house here. We have youth, we have the, um, COVID response, which really would fall under our community development. So when COVID hit, we sent out groceries to our seniors every week. And when we were then blocked from getting into the groceries ourselves, we hired somebody to do Instacart orders one by one, if you could imagine. Again, city-sized dreams, but just a team of six. And I'm always like, hmm, can't wait for the day. Like we get connected to like suppliers or somebody up who can help us get this done, right? Because it's about access and resources. We have good ideas, but sometimes what gets in the way is just not having access to certain things or um, maybe asking, right? People come to us and ask for things, but we should also be creative 
um, and intentional about our asks too. So that's kind of how, it's a lot, I know. But the good news is I did hire five people in the last six weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. So that has helped us as, you know, th yeah, as we get people on board, I think it'll, it'll definitely bear fruit in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I as you're speaking, I just feel this wave of love behind you. Like, you know, like, how is this bleep getting done? Like, you know, yeah. I, we, I was sharing with you earlier, like my son and I on Saturday wanted to deliver PPEs, right? We signed up, we were so excited and I should have got, I said it was like Black Friday. I should have gotten there at like 4 a.m. and lined up because my son was like, we were, I mean, it was overwhelming the number of cars. And I thought we were both like, how did they do this? Like, how did they do this? You know, and this is the power really of, you know, I mean, Barack Obama, President Obama talked about community organizing, grassroots, going, you know, you, you like hiring somebody to do Instacart when you can't get in. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so, solutions can be really simple right and at the same time i think i think um i mean i heard governor cuomo of new york say yeah. the other day in one of his talks love always wins love always wins and like i just feel like love is just behind you guys you know and it's so great that you're you know you've got this passion and vision too but you're also the linear you know you're like okay jamal and reeling it in and then and then structuring it so that it's this very solid foundation i mean the cars it was so organized ram was like my son is ram he was like here's the map you know you guys everything the google doc you know i mean the whole thing it was meticulous there is nothing that's not precise about what you guys are doing which is like i mean it could have been total chaos you know, and it was great. And as we, I was like, whoa, we're, we're speeding up here. And I was like, I don't know, that's not, that we were really not speeding up before. And so I knew that we obviously weren't gonna make it. And there was a lovely, lovely young man there. And he was like, thank you so much to each car, each car. And there must've been a hundred cars behind us, right? At least. Wonderful. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Next time we're gonna do it even bigger. And I was like, great, awesome. So happy, you know, and like, so, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm so happy for everyone to hear about all that you're doing because, you know, resources, you know, time, treasure, talent, right? You guys need it all. And mm -hmm. the fact that you've hired five people means, you know, you can use more donations and funding. So all the people out there listening, my wheels are turning, let your wheels start turning. And, and uh, Thank you. Yeah. you know, and... It's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people um, will have that experience like you did and not realize that we are such a small and young organization. So I come from a corporate world. So my background started off in corporate human resources at Pepsi out East. So then I pivoted to education in the alternative schools. And then I kind of, once I came home, I got into the nonprofit space. So definitely not a cookie cutter background uh, but that was by design and it was meant to be right because now I'm in this position where I can showcase all those skills but when I come so I say all that to say when I'm solving these problems I'm like okay you know what uh, we have some hiccups we have some moments where big companies expect us to be able to show up 
just like that, right? And we miss and we, we miss and fall sometimes. And so then we have to have a conversation about understanding and grace and kindness and, and just kind of, I know, I know you see us on Instagram and we're at like 64,000, you know, followers. we're actually, we're growing as we're going right now. We're learning as we're living. So that is, I, knew, I usually ask for grace from people because I know we're not getting back to all of our emails. I know my team has been certainly swamped the last seven weeks um, and managing everything else, right? Like I have two kids at home, right? Who are not in summer camp, right? So, I mean, we, we just have to remember grace and kindness are free. And if we want to really be about movements, it's gonna be, money is certainly a big help but it's also just how we treat each other every day and the and and stopping our own knee jerk assumptions or reactions to things and saying mm, let me ask further for understanding about this situation and not just immediately jump to my conclusion so we thank every every follower every person who's donated you know we do the mail every week and we get handwritten notes and it's they're all beautiful um have we gotten back to everyone yet no we haven't right and so we are organizing to get people in place to help us do all that work so we are just humbled and certainly very grateful to everybody who has just been patient with us you know though grace and kindness you know and you guys are scrappy you know i mean you're you're like a startup right except 100%. you're a, but a startup with extraordinary heart and and I think, you know, people write thank you notes because they feel they feel the love and they want to be connected to what you guys are doing. And they are. You know, so mm -hmm. right. And I mean, I have to say, looking at the videos on YouTube, you know, reading about you, reading about all the different initiatives, I mean, you can't help but like love it, you know? And so you can't help but show up. You know, so it's it's and yeah, I'm 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 sure everybody listening is in awe, too. So. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about the last seven weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the communities you all are serving have um, been hardest hit by COVID-19 and obviously uh, centuries of um, devastating systemic racism. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and you just described how you guys are really serving those communities, and you always have. Um, what are some of the things you've seen that really, I mean, you've described the things that give you hope, but also some of the things that you feel, I mean, maybe that's obvious, but some of the things that you feel really need um, greater awareness, greater, greater understanding, uh, support, you know, I mean, it's a deeper conversation, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the great things about our youth led tours is that it shares some of that insight. And I think it's absolutely, I, I'm encouraged as at the same time devastated, right? But I am encouraged because this type, the type of awareness that we've witnessed over the last seven and a half weeks is what is needed and necessary and not just for this moment in time, but next July too, and the next July after that, and the next, you know, and so, and not to um, let this just be a moment in time, but let this be a new wave that just, you know, sets the shore at a different level. Um, but with our youth led tours, what I love about it is that we talk about the West side of Chicago being a food desert, 
right? Like these are the things that yes, our programs, I think we obviously there was no way for us to anticipate that we would be, um, we would have such a surge after uh, the death of George Floyd, but the um, the issues that are bubbling up or the heightened awareness that's bubbling up from that devastating event is, is stuff that we kind of already knew and had been supporting, but that when you think about the economics, the access, one of our stops, um, our, the access to resources, one of our stops on the tour is the MLK Legacy Apartments where I mean, back in the day before they were apartments um, like they are today, MLK actually lived there and he was fighting for uh, fair and equitable housing rights and because redlining was going on. So in yep. in, in that um, apartment, there's actually a little museum where it talks about the redlining that was going on. And so these are the things that people need to be aware of instead of just um, seeing what you see without kind of doing the investigative work or seeing what you see and hearing the rumbling, but not thinking anything to it, but just doing the homework, doing the work, uh, because there are all usually the communities that are, have been most impacted by it have already done the work. They already know we it's, it's all, they have to deal with it every day. So it's really on the other, you know, groups to get more aware and more educated on what's going on. And I think, um, our tours do that to educate and I think they resonate more now than ever understanding like why are there food deserts that's ridiculous um, or access to housing or access you know to um, home loans and jobs um, yeah so I mean it's that's kind of like I think and even with our explorers program I think about it because now we pivoted um, after our first month or so I, you know, was like, hey, let's just start to put funding. Let's think about our programs for the next beyond just a year. But the Explorers program needs to exist for a very long time to help our young people have the same access to resources, especially growing up. That's the whole thing is that they don't. A lot of them, many of them have never been downtown to the lake, to Willis Tower. They've never been to the West Loop. They don't know what you mean when you say up north, you know, or anything like that. Um, so that's where the problem is, um, that the, that's where the disparity is. And so our Explorers program is all about creating, it's again, it's a simple solution. It's not a magic wand. We're not solving everything here, but we are a player in the mix and everybody, somebody who's writing a policy and somebody who's talking to some, some CEO, we're all gonna have a, a part to play in this. And this is our part. Um, and there needs to be more resources for programs like ours, right? That supports schools um, and supports young people getting beyond their school and their neighborhood. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys are creating bridges, right? Correct. So you got all these cars in line, right? Who are gonna <laughs> deliver PPE. No, really, like I was like, have I ever been to Douglas Park? Like WTF, like I have not. You know what I mean? Like, and it's such a why have, and, and, and it's beautiful, right? So, I mean, I mean, and the bottom line is driving around the neighborhoods, right? And delivering, that's a bridge. Yeah. That's a bridge. Cause you got people from the near North side, Lincoln Park, who are definitely in that line. You got people from, I don't know, there were out of state plates. There were plates from Iowa. The woman in front of us, her plate was from Wisconsin. You know what I mean? So you got people from around who 
may not even be familiar with Chicago and who are driving to deliver things to people in neighborhoods and connect with other humans. That's the thing, right? So it's like this in bridges that you're building, right? Because it's okay for me to read White Fragility, totally. Listen to our hour-long talk. It's great. But, but until, you know, I mean, any number of things that I've been doing to, as I said to my girlfriend, to feel like I'm repenting, you know, like that, but the bottom line is really what counts is the relationships and the conversations and we begin to see one another again, like we're, we're, we're human, you know, Absolutely. we're like, right. And, and I love you. And you you know, like, I don't want you to, I mean, it's not, it's not, I mean, you know, there are a lot of things that have to happen, yeah. but I think one of the things, the beginning is connection. Like I'm delivering something to someone and we have a moment of, of that, you know? So anyway, I think, so I think there's so much can, that can happen from that. So yeah, so let's, let's pivot a little bit to your being a mama of two yeah. girls who aren't in camp and like, I mean, it takes a village, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I know from my own personal journey, um, my life journey that I came to a deeper understanding of my connection to spirit and, you know, my work through, um, you know, through some very difficult challenges, right? Yeah. So, um, and I don't necessarily think that has to be the way for everybody. I mean, my intention would be to, I mean, and, and the intention of what you're doing is to create less suffering, to create more access, to create more opportunity, to create more goodness, right? So I don't think we have to suffer to grow. Um, but anyway, having said that, I'm wondering if you can, you know, are there times in your life where you had hardship and, and well i mean just two calls in 30 minutes is yeah, like, i don't even it's know not easy like it's my computer but i mean you know so like the 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 struggle you know and and i mean just the day to day i mean how with your two girls and wanting to create a different life for them and um you know, having support. I mean, so what's, what's happening for you amidst all this in the past, in the, yeah. you know, since March and, and, um, and maybe earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, I experienced what every other parent was experiencing, which was like, um, panic, stress, uh, e-learning was rough. Uh, even though we were blessed to even have that option, but, um, it was a struggle full, filled with tears for both parties uh, for like eight, nine weeks. And by the time we finally had a rhythm, it was over. And then, um, but I think, you know, what I leaned on the most and I'm most thankful for is that my entry into motherhood was pretty rough. So I was in a, an unhealthy relationship. It was a, an abusive situation. And I was out in New York, um, far away from family. I was the first in my friend group to have children so I, there was a little bit of a disconnect right because people didn't want to talk about poop or go to the park they wanted to go to brunch um and understood understood and so it was a little it was a it was a big struggle for me um and you know that was the first time i had experienced any of that in my life ever 
So I really, it took me a second to kind of like figure out what to do and how to um, navigate my way out of it. And I think I did a really great job given that I, I exited out as quickly as I could, but not without many tears, many hard nights and many struggles at the family court. <laughs> Um, which is, that's a whole other, uh, um, Oh God. Yes. Struggle. But, um, so the first seven years in New York, I was single without kids. The second seven were with kids and navigating, um, trying to get help from, you know, a situation that wasn't going to be helpful for me. And so it started with a, um, an eyelid that kept on jumping, you know, while that was twitching. Yeah. Yep. And then it became, you know, a heart rate that goes faster as I am trying to go to sleep. And then it became a panic attack. And I just never had experienced it before. And all of my friends and what I consider family members in New York will tell you, like, you know, I was doing a phenomenal job given everything I was doing, um, doing more, quote unquote, more maybe um than people who had more resources than me because there were a couple moments where i was unemployed right and figuring it out and so that still doesn't mean it was sustainable and i knew it was like not sustainable i was just kind of hoping things would change um and then they didn't it's kind of like when your higher power um gives you a knock at the door and you're like mm, hold on i'm gonna get to it and the knock becomes like, uh, I'm just gonna kick in this door for you. And that that was the moment that happened for me. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna have to leave. And that concept, though I can speak about it so easily now, was I, it was so big, I couldn't even tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I, I, would, I just would have to go to sleep. And then the next day I told my neighbor who was like a sister to me, and, and then we just kind of like, I was like, but I need help. I can't, for me, a person who knows how to get everything done, I need help from one step to another. I have no idea how this would work. I don't have a job. I don't have savings. I don't have, where do I live when I go there? I've been gone for so long. I just needed to be closer to my support system. And so long story short, I ended up getting here. Um, my friends gave me money to kind of, you know, bridge the gap between me finding something. And within 30 days, I was sitting reading a bedtime story to my girls in their own room. And he, and previously, I didn't even have a room at our last apartment in the Bronx. So I was like sleeping in the living room. So I mean, to have to in 30 days to have all this shift, I was just like, okay, that's that's magic. That is magic, right? And and we get to those moments where. You're it, at the top of the trampoline, or not the trampoline, but the, um, I forgot the, <laughs> the one. With, Diving board? What's the, 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 the trapeze? trapeze? Trapeze. Trapeze. And you know, you kind of don't want to jump, even though that there's a safety net there. And you're like, am I going to swing and make it to the other swing? I'm not sure. But there is this ability to do it if you are brave enough to jump, right? And so that was my jump moment because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I, I could, I was praying I didn't have any more panic attacks, but the point was I couldn't risk everything that I had done to protect and get these girls. I wasn't gonna, you know, be led out of my apartment in a, in a straitjacket, right? Because I'm not attending to what I need, right? 
So we made it back here. And, but what I learned through all of that rough experience, I was able to call upon during this time because I didn't, here we are COVID stranded in a house. And I was like, oh, I mean, like, this is terrible. But I feel like I have some tools that I've learned before. I learned how to meditate, number one, uh, first thing in the morning to get myself centered and uh, get my mind on the right trajectory. Uh, Number two, just having fun with the simple things because kids, mine are nine and 10 now, uh, but back then they were babies. They're only 16 months apart. So I really did not care to get excited about a leaf, but the moment I could, that's when the hours went by quicker, right? Because my struggle was like, I just don't want this situation. I don't want to go to the, I don't want to have to do all this. But the moment I could get my mind around it and figure out a way to win, right? Visualize this, I was able to get excited about it. And so when I meet people today and I'm like, I know it's crazy. Why would I get excited about, um, I don't know, a flower blooming, Um, but my kids are excited about it. So the more I can kind of get into their world, the more I can kind of get them into my world. And then we're on the, we're, we got a flow going on, right? So simple things, less is more. There were a lot of times when I was a new mom and I couldn't do anything and everybody was doing everything, going to Africa, going to Italy. And I was just like, feeling stranded, right? But I wanted to be content. I wanted to not let my joy be on the other side of something. So I had to pull it in and realize I have everything I need. And I would start to, affirmations is also what I do. Like I'll just post things up and say it to myself a hundred times over the way I want to feel, right? In present tense. These are things that have worked for me and this is what I tell other people, but meditation, affirmations, Fitness is really important to me. So I would do circuit trainings in my living room (laughs) while my kids were like crawling over me because I was like, nope, even if I am 20 pounds overweight, um, I know I need to do it just for my heart and mind because we get those endorphins. Now I used to play tennis back in the day. So I know all about this and I know it's a, it's a natural antidepressant, right? So instead of taking a pill, I'm trying to just walk or run for 15 minutes. So this is a tool that these are all tools that I've been able to just rely upon during this time. It has been hard, especially with the e-learning piece, right? Um, or because my kids were struggling. My kids were struggling with it. They were not excited about it. We, I, mean, I value teachers, but I hope everybody walks away from this value, valuing teachers a little bit more because our children really need um, those ambassadors for learning to say, oh, Fraction Friday, let's get excited. <laughs> and parents really don't have that sometimes. We're not led, that's not our ministry. That we Exactly. That's not what we did. Now, I think I was able to flex because I actually have an interest in doing exactly. my background right, right, right. training and development. So it's not totally different, but even so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a, a rough period of time, but it's made us stronger. And then I've just used those moments with my kids um, to build their strength up and their mental toughness, right? Because this is something hard, but we got to get it done. So even if it means tears or struggling, um, we're just going to have to see and, and just see them through it. But 
the summertime, it's, it's been better because they've been able to take a break. But then I was slammed with work for the last like seven and a half weeks. So uh, that's been a struggle at times, a struggle at times. But I just try to use those simple tools of eating healthy, fitness, meditation, affirmations, and appreciating the simple things. Um, what do you, yeah, just what, what are the things, less is more. Even if I, we couldn't travel to Italy, you know, uh, which is not something I've ever done before, but I'm just saying that to be extreme, but like, what could we do right now? We can go on our patio. Oh, let's do that then. Let's have a party on our patio, you know? And I'm so fortunate my kids are at the, still at that age where they would actually get like into a it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, like a party on the patio. Right, versus like and you know what? or something. Well, no, I think they'll probably always like a party on the patio because <laughs> their mama likes, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, I think, I, I, I think when the kids are really connected, you know, that everything's okay. Right, know? right. Again, when the love is really there, they know like everything's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah party there, on the patio is fabulous. There have been some benefits, I'll tell you this though, um, during COVID, because I think before what I struggled with the most as a single parent was the strict schedule. Like, and every, a lot of people do this better than I do, but like getting them to school on time, picking them up and did it, and they got, they got to get to bed. And so I, I would get them to bed for sure. I've always had like a really good bedtime routine with them but getting them to school on time, I would struggle. And like, people would judge me on the way there, like seeing me walking to the school, like they've had, you know, a couple looks, the, you know, maybe the secretary said something to me one time or another, but I'm just like, you know, I'm doing my best. Um, and they are arriving with smiles though. And it, you know, um, so I can only do my best, but those have led to some tearful mornings for me. Um, so actually not having all of that for a second, has actually allowed my stress of that to go away, um, right? Yeah. I'm not like, hurry up, I gotta get you to the gymnastics. Um, it's it's really more of a flow, like let's go with the flow of things. So that's been a big benefit. And I think we've we've been in a better flow with each other because of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's been a fascinating time, right? I mean, we've been very fortunate just to be more present you know, and I feel like everybody started walking slowly, like the middle of April, right? And I look outside, people are like kissing. I feel like we're in, we're in Italy, you know what I mean? So like, I'm just like, wow, people actually have time to walk, you know? So Families walking down the block together. I mean, when's yeah. the last time you've seen that ever? Exactly, Never. so I think there's been a lot of deep, deep healing, you know, a lot of deep healing. So, you know, you've, you've touched on it, you know, feminine leadership, female leadership. I mean, you're obviously an extraordinary female leader. I mean, I, I, I was like, wow, I, can I just hang out with Cynthia? Like, like, will you let a 57 year old shadow you, you know, Jamal would be like, what, what is this old lady doing in the background? No what's, she, what's she up to, man? <laughs> She's free. <laughs> we don't have to pay her. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would love if you have any thoughts on, um, you know, being a woman at this time leading. Um, I mean, first of all, I want to say you speak so powerfully 
And I mean, you share your own story and, and the story of my block, my hood, my city. I, I mean, you need to be in front of the camera more. Okay. <laughs> we need to see you with, uh, with I've, those I've heard hundred, that how, many, Thank you. how many hundred thousand people, how many people on Instagram now? Hundred and uh, okay, those people need to see you, Cynthia. Yeah. Okay, I—I I, I mean, I was scrolling through. I'm like, she's not here, so <clears throat> I could send a little email to Jamal. <laughs> Dear Jamal, Dear Jamal, start start here. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, any thoughts on that? I mean, you're raising these two girls who definitely are are watching you, and and I mean, how it's 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 quite something to watch a mother love her children enough and herself enough and have the resources you know there's a lot of grace and resources that were available to you so you could make a change a lot of women you know can't can't necessarily see their way out and if there's an intervention then they can somehow take the next step you know there's not enough resources for women who are in, in situations where there's um either you know physical emotional abuse right so your daughter saw you in 30 days create a, a, a more amazing life for them so I'd love if you have anything on you know like yeah um, certainly so I when that situation happened I it was a new experience for me and I I kind of faulted myself you know I feel like a lot of women in in uh, unhealthy scenarios, whether it be, you know, any abusive relationship, but you, there's some level of um, shame or guilt because you feel like, well, what did I, how did this happen? I, you know, hmm, how was I tricked or manipulated or, you know, what am I, what did I miss? What did I miss? Um, and sometimes it's not that, it's, it's not that at all, right? Um, and so I really have been on a, more of a spiritual journey and I think that's my faith has really allowed me to kind of come together in all of my moments um and in particular uh that one because I I couldn't even gather myself enough to get to church like I had used to with both my kids because I mean it like took three hours to get everybody ready and by the time that happened I was tired and we wouldn't even get out of the house right so I mean I really started to go within it's, which is something that you had mentioned, just like being more present and aware and strengthening my core on the inside. Um, but definitely resources. I felt like I was given this story for a reason, right? They usually say, you know, that your experience, it wasn't for you, actually. It's actually for every, every other person that needs to hear it. So uh, don't hide it. Don't not say it. Don't, you know, try to pretend it didn't happen. It happened. I've worked really hard, especially over the last, I mean, I would, I'm so sorry. I would have oh, been- I was like, is that me? Wow. No, it's me. I would have been here um, in August, it'll be four years, but it took a lot of work healing, therapy, uh, taking care of myself. I mean, I had PTSD and, and people don't For sure. observe this, but um, you know, like these are the things that people are dealing with, right? And I'm not the only one, heaven say. No, no. I'm yeah, they say one in, yeah, they say one in three, probably, you know, one yeah. in three women. And, you know, I, I think, um, I mean, I could talk to you forever. So <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to riff on something else for no. the, our next conversation, for right. our next conversation, for right. sure. So it. I, I want to just end with like, 
What is your vision for, you know, what is, I mean, it can be global. Your vision for your girls, your vision for my block, my hood, my city. Um, and yes, this has to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, do you, do you guys have, an, uh, I mean, global dreams, as you say, or what, what do you, beyond, beyond yeah, the city? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I mean, I think from a my block perspective, it's definitely to expand, but also to go deep. What does, what, since we're such a young organization, we need to get um, better at what we're doing. So deeper into Chicago and also think about what would need to be in place to expand if we were to go to other cities um, and what have you. Um, as far, you know, I think for, for me and kind of just touching upon your last question too, feminine power or leadership. I mean, I think what I try to do with my girls is that they're, they're going to, I have to model the way for them. Right. So as they see me in all of my struggles or how hard I'm working or um, taking care of myself, whether it be a run, they know fitness is really important to me. I used to do family fitness classes because that's all I could do with them because I had to do something with them. And so then they would pretend that they were doing fitness classes with their friends. Like, you know, so they're picking up on all of our images. But my hope and my dream, I think, as I'm learning, as I'm going, uh, we've been socialized a certain way, certainly as as women, right? To um, so I, I'm I'm having to re-educate myself in some ways, right? Uh, speaking up, advocating for myself, or just being even um, using a bit more finesse when I'm trying or it, to be strategic to to get things done. Understanding that we are gifts, we are the needed gifts. You know, I just listened to a TED talk not too long ago and I was like the 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 world needs a mother right now right mm. and there is something great about that something that a perspective of self sacrifice cuz if you're a mom so you you know when you speak to parent to people who are not parents especially about parenting you're kind of like oh right you don't know what it it's like to get up at 3 to a vomiting child or you know something like that that really is like stuff you don't want to really have to do but you do it because of love right and so that level of self sacrifice that level of emotional intelligence knowing how to read the room these are all things that i think women do well at um, at least this is what I felt like my gifts have been, certainly in, in all of my spaces and certainly right now. But um, stepping into your power, I coach my children now on how to just make sure that they're speaking up for themselves. They right. can sense when things are wrong or a friend is trying to cheat them or somebody's not being nice to them. And so how to navigate those spaces so that they feel like they've honored themselves. And it doesn't always mean it has to be a war. Sometimes the best decision is to walk away. But how do you just honor yourself in those moments so you don't walk away feeling like, oh, I just had to like eliminate myself to get, you know, to get out. How do you navigate to honor what you value, uh, represent yourself well, and make a good decision that's for you? Healthy decisions, Some, just healthy decisions. And sometimes that means walking away from people, walking away from situations, or um, stepping up for yourself, pushing yourself out of your own comfort zone to say, I'm about to have this tough conversation to negotiate this because I think that's what's right. You know, um, but being brave at the end of the day and loving yourself no matter what. I have my children, I, I try to get them to do like just affirmations every day because the, you're gonna grow up and the world is gonna tell you you're wrong, you're ugly, you're 
ridiculous and like and so you need enough inside already built up to kind of like say oh you're a liar you know and go through with it um and go through living so that's that's kind of like how my hope at least for them is that they're able to take on what this world is going to give them in a way that they 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 feel honored and respected mm-hmm. absolutely and they're, they're going to be themselves. amazing amazing women yeah i totally see it they're gonna be yeah amazing right so i mean it gives me so much hope that really is what gives me hope is seeing these younger kids you know doing doing this great work that's necessary and they're so their operating system i mean being the age that i am i mean my son's you know right i had him when i was 38 so you know, his operating system is pretty much two generations behind mine, right? You know, so he's he's just like, Mom, what are you talking about? You know, like, like, who are these people that are your age, man? You know, it's just a very, and I think, you know, I think the other thing is to raise our children to be intact. Mm. You know, that they're born with this brilliance, and if we can keep that brilliance intact, then they can feel themselves, then they know what they want to do. And as you say, you know, and affirmations and knowing, as you say, like somebody says something like, yeah, you know, that's your thing. That's not my thing. Right. And I think, and I think for young women to be the girls, to be as young as they are and learning about, you know, what's theirs, what's not theirs. And to have those healthy, a healthy awareness on, on how to communicate and boundaries is huge. You know, I'm still learning how to do that moment to moment at my age. So when that structure, you're really great at creating foundations, Cynthia, you know, you. you're really, really good at that. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored that uh, I was able to spend time with you and um, I'm going to pray that you know lots and lots of people listen to this and lots of women and believe me i'll be pushing it out to make sure (laughs) lots of lots of people who i'm really connected to listen to it and um so thank you for your intelligence and your creativity and all your love you bring to my block my hood my city to the city of chicago and to our world you Mm -hmm. know you're really creating change and making a difference so thank you thank you Bless your beautiful heart, you know. Thank you. So, um, you too. And you let I want to tell. However, I can help you going forward. Oh, you're fabulous. Yeah. Well, you never know. I might, <laughs> I might make the call. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I, I, I want to help you. So I've got my wheels turning too. So, um, please follow my block, my hood, my city on Instagram, their YouTube channel. You'll be seeing more of Cynthia on both of those. We have <laughs> Anna and Facebook, and most importantly, uh, also go to their website, uh, formyblock.org, to uh, stay connected and be part of all the goodness that they're making happen. You can also volunteer for some of the amazing product uh, projects you heard Cynthia speak about. And if you have the financial means, please, please donate. If you have connections that you're thinking about, please connect. Can people reach out to you, Cynthia? She's on LinkedIn, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, reach out to her um, and uh, please, you know, this is an organization that I really see is 
right now and in the future is going to totally transform Chicago. Um, I, there, I'm going to end with there was a census study, right, saying that Chicago was the most segregated city in our nation. So, um, and the intention of uh, my block, my hood, my city is to create an interconnected city. That's and right. I just feel like that's going to be, uh, what is that, like a beacon for the rest of our country. So I think that this model that you guys have created, I could see it really replicating, you know? And so I'm really excited for your future. I'm really excited for the future of your daughters and my block, my hood, my city. And um, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much.